0: Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today.
1: Also, Chipotle, uh, Tim, moments before entering the restaurant, informed me that, that they now have another outbreak of of like
0: e. coli or whatever yeah.
1: viruses, some sort of like I don't remember what it was called. it's called, some sort of like virus that infects your stomach.
0: So, Chipotle, the movie is coming. The series, no, seriously, Where Will I'm Smith pretty is sure. Fighting off the,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Chipotle it's a sequel to contact. Concussion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the truth. <laughs> But this time, he's fighting for the Chipotle eaters. He's like, hey, their stomachs were really upset for like three or four days. Are you going to open the floodgates and let us know what you're putting in this meat? I came
2: to America because I love the Chipotles. <laughs> <laughs> they have the good sauce.
3: Yeah. Uh, the so. queso. The well, queso.
0: Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex.
1: I'm Gojo. I have food poisoning. I'm Willie.
0: <laughs> Today, we're going to be doing a tale while we're talking about Chipotle. Then... We're going to do a trailer ticker. And then finally, oh, we have some feedback before that. And then uh, I'm just, man, this is all over the place. But we're going to end in a spoilery review of the rest of the season of Jessica Jones.
1: Yeah. Episode four through 13.
0: Yes. Yeah. So uh, we will let you know when the spoilers start, if they start immediately, which they probably will. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, what, what are we doing first? We got feedback first?
0: Yeah, so we got some feedback. Uh, Jason wrote in. He said, I enjoyed that talk about what was canon. Uh, in particular, I enjoyed how you guys were generally out on, out on Shawshank, Shawshank and then dropped a Shawshank quote, uh, which was fart in the wind. Later Who in dropped the, the Shawshank quote? I think that's a Nick thing. Nick says I was going to say, it was not wind. me, but... And then uh, he said, that movie is definitely canon. It's huge in pop culture. I went back and listened to it and... Uh, Nick is the only one who's just who's just kind of ends up landing on a no. You said yes and I start to say yes but it didn't get all the way out and then just kind of the conversation took it away.
1: It's tough because I think that Shawshank is gradually becoming more and more if not already has become like a hallmark of American film. Yeah. It's tough. I don't know. It's I can see an argument either way. I can because does Shawshank do anything in particular that sets itself apart from other kind of Dramas, You know what I mean? Like, why would Shawshank go in, but Green Mile wouldn't? Or would they both go in? I mean, I, you know I'd what put, I'm saying? I'd
0: probably put the Green Mile in as well. But okay, fair enough. I, it's I, it kind of what Nick said. It's one of those movies that is just counted as, like, it's a it's a near perfect movie. Yeah. And I think the idea of that, the idea of a perfect movie is so unattainable. There's always something wrong that just because of that alone, I would put it in there, I think.
1: And I think it doesn't it firmly hold number one on IMDb still to this day. Probably, yeah, maybe I think it does. I'm not sure. For a long time, it has. So I maybe know. that alone is enough reason to.
0: Gojo, have you have you seen uh, Shawshank?
2: Uh, I, I think my list of shame is second only to yours. Except maybe at this <laughs> point you've you've lapped me up. I've seen like nothing. I don't yeah, know. So my no, pretty seen. bad. <laughs> I've, well, we are two-thirds the same person. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: If we were on the Game Nerds right now, though, you'd be making me feel bad. Yeah. So let's ah, just, whatever. Well, yeah. we We'd All flip right. the script, so. All
0: right, uh, back to Jason's email here. He said, just my opinion there. How did you feel? How do you feel about Remember the Titans as canon? I'm pretty sure every living American between the ages of 21 and 30-ish has seen that movie. I don't know. Maybe just growing up in the South, we watched it in school a lot to make sure that we didn't grow up as racist. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh, Gojo, have you seen Remember the Titans?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember the Titans was actually uh, interesting trivia for the quiz at the end of the year. It was the uh, it was the first DVD I ever saw. Nice. I was at a family function where I knew only my parents and my brother. Uh, And it was it was playing in the basement. I'm like, okay, I'll sit here and watch this. And I watched it twice because it looped up because nobody put anything else in. I'm like, I love this movie. Uh, it's great. I think it's one of the greatest sports movies, probably, uh, and I don't I don't say that lightly.
0: I've never seen Remember Ooh. the Titans. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Flying in the face of Jason's comment. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. And you know what's funny is I think that Remember the Titans and Shawshank are in a similar boat for me, where it's they're they're really
0: they're both really th- great.
1: Th- yeah, and they're becoming I feel like those those Hallmark American films, not the Hallmark Channel but you know important films in american history and yeah i believe it or not here in the midwest i also watched uh um, remember the titans, remember the titans cool. to not be a racist so um <laughs> so we got something in common here I don't- <laughs>
0: Let it be known that uh, the official girlfriend girlfriend of the founder of the Midwest Film <laughs> Nerds Podcast is in the next room with the door closed, watching watching things. But I just got a text on my phone that says, "What we need to watch? Remember the Titans." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm glad she listens.
0: You know, yeah, I'm glad she listens live to
2: the podcast. Not yeah. many people get
1: to that, do that. No, not many people can do that. Yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, I will probably be watching Remember the Titans at some point, probably after the Christmas season because we have a lot of Christmas movies to watch.
1: You should watch Remember the Titans.
0: I want to. It's important. So do you guys you think see. it would go in the canon?
2: It's it's uh, on the, it's on the the ledge there for me i'm I'm not sure i'm a pretty garbage fan right now i haven't listened to like the last dozen episodes no yeah
0: we 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 were discussing a podcast that willie and tim listen to called called the the canon and the
1: idea is that a movie is brought to the table or two movies against each other and do they go into the what's considered the canon of great films so the ones that are i guess immortalized in this list of great films um it could be based on uh just pure quality of the film, mm-hmm. uh, an insane performance that it cannot be denied, um, cultural impact, all that kind of stuff. So yeah.
2: that's I, I, it, that's an interesting one. It's I definitely I definitely think it's a great film, but I mean, it's would I put it as like an instant American classic? Maybe not, but I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe because uh, it's tough because it came out when I was cognizant of these things, and it didn't really make a huge splash that I knew of. But I don't. That's not really a valid reason. So uh, just throw that away if you want.
1: Screw it. I, yeah. I'll put it in. Screw it. It made a bunch Best of movie Americans ever. not
2: racists. Best movie ever. <laughs> oh man.
1: Or attempted to make them not
2: racist. I tore down my Confederate flag instantly and started yeah, it started was, singing uh, like oldies tunes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, along with Gary Bertier and and uh, the other guy, seen some Motown stuff, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. Considering how good Donald Trump is doing right now, we should probably get <laughs> remember the Titans on the airwaves soon. <laughs> but uh, Alex's opinions do
1: not reflect
3: those. In the- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, No, nah, uh, Trump's kind of an asshat. I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So thank you for writing in, Jason. As always, if you want to write us feedback, feedback at is where you can do that. You can also hit us up on Twitter. We are at MFN podcast, and that will also take you to our Instagram as well. Um, Any other things that I forgot to mention, Amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. You've got about a week of holiday shopping. Yes. There, so get it in there. Yes. Um, and yeah, I don't know.
1: Holidays, buying stuff,
0: yes. give us money. Yeah, do it there. With your um, buyings.
2: I actually bought your Christmas present on amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. podcast so there you go. That's good.
0: Yeah. I'll have to um uh not yeah. look at the items that are purchased cuz I go. can do that. But don't worry, it doesn't okay. tell me who bought what. So
2: I'm pretty sure you'll know. You'll be like, "Hey, this is totally worthless." Hey. <laughs> Gojo bought
3: this. Sorry, right. I was going to
1: make a really <laughs> gross joke about my Amazon purchasing history, but yeah, it's right. not true, and it was gross,
0: so
2: I'm not
3: going to do that. Okay,
2: save it for the game nerds.
3: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where anything goes.
1: That's yeah. the Wild West. That's so. the
0: After Dark. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of the game nerds, we'll have an episode with a review Jeez. of Tomb Raider out soon. Uh, probably the Monday after you hear this, or maybe a little bit later than that. Because uh, next week's going to be busy. But, um, ch- ch-
1: ch- yeah.
0: I think we can jump into the trailer ticker.
1: Which is brought to you by Chipotle. Brought um, to you by Chipotle. destroyer, destroyer of, of Chipotle totally Chipotle. will not hurt you Let's... in any way, shape, or form. Please eat there.
0: So true. Uh, so today- Tell the truth! <laughs> Tell the truth!
3: You're <laughs> to- probably going to die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> today we got a uh, brand new Star Trek trailer. Star Trek Beyond. The first trailer came out. Uh, I did not watch this one. What did you guys think?
1: It has a better title than the last movie. Only by a little. Yeah, it's still pretty dumb. Um,
3: There's still
0: no colon there, so... Yeah. Fail on that part. Not really. Who cares?
1: I'm intrigued by the fact that it's Justin Lin. Yeah. I'm happy that some of the writing crew's gone.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't, won't name names. <laughs> or see. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whispers of War. It's
1: probably going to be better than the last movie. The trailer doesn't do anything for me because I'm not instantly a, I'm not a Star Trek guy. Like yeah. that's not a thing of mine. So I'm not instantly going to be captivated by that. Okay. Um but it looks interesting enough. I don't know. Sabotage is an odd
0: choice. Maybe
2: yeah, they, there's some odd sabotage love in the uh, in the uh, yeah, Star Trek version. the verse, second
0: yeah. time in Star Trek, recent Star Trek history. It's been used in a trailer, right? And you, it's yeah. probably
2: like the one of the least Star Trekky traditional Star Trek songs you would think of. Yeah. Um, well, you could probably say that about the the trailer. It, it. I think I would I would probably feel a little different about it if there were not a Star Trek name attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, as it is, the trailer does kind of feel a little out of left field for the franchise. Um, but it looks it looks fun mm-hmm. and. Um, maybe not super original, but uh, it looks like it should be a a good time at the, a good time at the movies, at the motion pictures.
0: Is there a glimpse of Idris in there anyway? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, unrecognizable.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Um,
1: did... Did you get a Guardians of the Galaxy vibe from some of the stuff that was Absolutely, going on in there? I yes. think I think we're sensing some yeah. inspiration. That's from what that. a lot
0: of people were saying. Somebody somebody on uh, one of the guys from the CAD cast wrote something on Facebook that was like, "Man, I hope I hope Kirk's mother made him a mixtape of his favorite night of her favorite nineties or something. <laughs> her favorite Beastie Boys tunes." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, no,
1: get, I'm getting a vibe because it, it. I mean, yeah, the Beastie Boys thing is a callback to the original, yeah. the first. Uh, reboot movie when he's listening to it in his car. And it's kinda cute that he's playing it on the Enterprise, like he's gonna drive the Enterprise around with sabotage playing. all right, yeah, that's cute. But <laughs> but I, I can't help but feel like that's a little bit of a well, response to No,
2: yeah. It's it's like somebody side, suddenly decided that hey, we can have fun in space now and uh we just start making the yeah the, the bigger movies a little more well I it, it I think it looks like it's definitely trying to take itself in a different direction from Star Wars. Um which is good. Which yeah, which is kind of important. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, especially since J.J. made the last two. Well, yeah, it's more just, Star Wars-y than well, the first one more Star Wars, and the second one's just kind of garbage. Yeah, uh,
3: well, I mean,
2: which, which is kind of Star Warsy now. I mean, if you think about it,
0: I posted <laughs> I posted the uh, <laughs> the uh, trailer in the group text. Tim said, and I asked what people thought of it. Tim <laughs> said, Alex, I like the trailer. They're selling it as a fun action film again, but who knows what the final product will be. Uh, a lot of one-liners and punching. Looks like one one of the colorful, action-oriented episodes of the original series, a triple r gorn type episode. And then Amy said, "I like the trailer too. Looks like a fun movie." So,
2: oh, I I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna go into my favorite of Tim's responses since we're just reading Tim's text for our trailer ticket. <laughs> the uh, where he's talking about the Star Trek maniacs who. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so
0: I wrote I wrote that Reddit was mostly saying this isn't Star Trek. Star Trek isn't fun. And I thought, that's stupid. And then Tim and Tim said, LOL, next-gen fans. <laughs> and he said, but I've seen a lot of that, too. These are probably the same maniacs who, who act like the first 1979 Star Trek movie isn't the most boring shit ever, <laughs> which is completely true. Uh, the best two movies in the series are a naval thriller and a movie where they run around saving whales. <laughs> completely true still. And they said, but yes, let us get back to the serious hard sci-fi world that Gene Roddenberry envisioned. <laughs> and then, then he posts three pictures, one of which is Kirk uh, fighting the Gorn, and then uh, uh, Kirk in a Nazi outfit. I don't know that episode at all. <laughs> and then there's Kirk in front of this person who basically... Like a space pimp, right? Space gigolo here, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, like, <laughs> Space Sergeant Pepper something. Yeah, but, yeah. it's yeah. just... Yeah. Not
1: exactly hard sci-fi,
0: I think, is what we're... <laughs> no. Uh, anyway... That was Star Trek Beyond. Next up, X Men Apocalypse. First trailer came out last week. What did you guys think of that, Gojo?
2: Um, it, it, it's kind of one of those. It felt very by the numbers. The trailer, the trailer construction. Anyway, it starts with this like haunting uh, modern tune, and then it's it, it, yeah. Um, I'm just took itself too seriously. Probably. Um, Sounds like Brian Singer.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Half of the mutants look just really kind of crammed in there like, you know, every X-Men Bryan Singer movie. <laughs> and uh, I I have never really been a huge uh, fan of the X-Men movies, even the the good ones, quote-unquote good ones, um, like First Class. and They've been all right, but they just still feel like early 2000s kind of – they feel like they haven't really gotten past uh, making – a believable uh superhero film. Yeah. Um and didn't,
0: didn't quite make it past uh no. Superman uh returns. Yeah. Oh
3: man.
2: <laughs> and uh, my problem with the with the X-Men films, they've never really made a very compelling ensemble story. Uh they're always focusing heavily on either Wolverine or or Xavier and Mag- Magneto and it doesn't look like this is going to be any different. Yeah. Except now it's going to focus more on Jennifer Lawrence. Who yeah. spend spent all that money on her. So. Who, is,
1: who is not attempting to wear makeup at all. Nope. Nope. Not one shot of her in that trailer with blue makeup. <laughs> not one. Zero. Doesn't care anymore. Um, no. Yeah, all right. So it looks all right. It, I have similar feelings to this one as I did with the first uh, Days of Future Past trailer. Mm-hmm. It's a little overly grim for me. Um, this is the 1980s. It's the X-Men in the 1980s. Yeah. They brought Nightcrawler back and Cyclops back and Jean Grey's here and fucking Archangels in this movie. This is awesome. It should be awesome but then they don't. Like, they're wearing black leather.
2: (laughs) They don't make it awesome. Again. Yeah,
0: They're wearing black leather again. I don't understand why Bryan Singer's so afraid of putting them in their costumes. Okay,
1: that's the thing. We have now a series of Billion dollar films yeah. with a man in an American flag spandex suit <laughs> running around and punching Nazis. Yeah. We can put the X-Men in some colorful costumes. <laughs> the time has come. It's okay. And it takes place in the 80s. Like, no, th- that's a, then it's even more excusable. Most people, like, literally the X-Men are going to look more like squares than the people randomly walking around on the street mm-hmm. <laughs> during that time period. That sucks. So from a design standpoint, this is fucking bland really bland uh
2: I I don't know so far the Oscar Isaac uh the main thing for me the voice he's Sounds like he could just be any mustache-twirly villain. Yes, yeah. like apocalypse should be like... Sound, a, he should sound half-monster. I, I, I mean, heard
0: I heard the trailer as you guys were watching it, and he sounds like Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Is,
2: I, that's kind of a bummer for nothing Apocalypse. Nothing against Oscar Isaac, but it's Apocalypse, for God's sake. Yeah. I mean...
1: He's not imposing. This is all like this.
2: At least we it should. did something like Josh
1: Brolin's voice for Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was amazing or anything, but I don't know. Like, they did something to modulate his voice. Yeah. And like, I'm not... I'm not nuts about any of this, but then again, I wasn't nuts about Days of Future Past first trailer, and then I saw one of the other ones and went, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. And I walked out of that movie going, okay, that was good. It was good. I had fun. Right. I'm not, you know, yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I,
2: I mean, I, I, like the, I like pretty much any apocalypse story. Um, mm-hmm. It's always really interesting. So I, I, uh, I have, I mean, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I have high hopes, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if I come out the other end really liking this movie.
1: And they picked an interesting four. I won't say who they are. An interesting four for the four horsemen. Mm. It's a cool. It's a cool lineup. I think. It's some are surprising. Some aren't super surprising. But I like it. Yeah.
2: We'll see. I. I'm gonna go see it. Yeah. 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 All
3: right. <laughs>
2: so, uh, bit, no matter what, even if we had the most negative argument for it in the world, it was like, oh, it looks like garbage. I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know,
1: I have to gauge stuff now real quick. I. I hate to. Side note, but. I have to gauge stuff now. Would I see this if I was not making a podcast? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so far, the answer on Star Trek is no. And the answer on X-Men is maybe. Maybe. I'm just throwing it
0: out there. That's fair. All right. Uh, Then we can move on to uh, The Legend of Tarzan. The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you would go see that one. Without... It looks fucking sweet. I did watch this trailer because it's a movie. It's not necessarily a movie that I do actually care about it, but I was just kind of like, eh, I can watch it this one time. Uh, it looks great. It looks really cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I thought the Apocalypse trailer looked cookie cutter, this one is like the cookie cutter that made that cookie cutter. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I'm just talking trailer mechanics here, not even just the the content itself, but it's getting really tired of seeing the same old trailers again and again, which is kind of what I liked about the Star Trek one was it it was, it felt different. It felt fresh, but, um, I, I wasn't blown away. Um, I, I don't really have much to say about it. It was just kind of it was just kind of there. This is one I would see the trailer and I'd be like, "Oh, that looks like it's not going to be a steaming pile of shit." <laughs> I, would, I would move on and be like, oh. "That looks
0: watchable." I I like the cast and I think the cast is the most and and I like the fact that the movie has like a distinct look to it. Like
2: it looks like looks like a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> well, I guess doesn't not, it? Really gray yeah, and rainy yeah, and maybe I don't know. I wouldn't a lot of that's because of England, though, in Harry Potter. It's true. Yeah.
0: But um, I the one thing that I'm not quite excited about, and it's only because there was like a couple shaky deliveries, uh, Margot Robbie or Robbie or however you actually say it. I don't know. From what I heard in the trailer, I was like, mm, I don't know if I want her
1: as my Jane, but I don't know. She's normally really good, so she's I don't know. know. Yeah, I normally like her a lot. I'm hoping it's just editing in the trailer. that I, she, yeah. She's a little shaky in a couple of spots, and I'm surprised. I'm like, really? She's I, I think it's just
0: out of context, and maybe yeah. seeing her actually performing the lines instead yeah. of just having them overlaid, then yeah. maybe it'll make a little more sense.
1: But Christoph Waltz looks awesome. Yeah. His fucking white coat and stuff looks sweet. Yeah. Sam Jackson randomly pops up halfway through the trailer. I'm like, he's in this movie? What? Yeah. He, did, like, he goes, oh, watch out! Or something. I'm like, What? <laughs> Was that Sam Jackson? Where'd you come from? And then, sure enough, it's Sam Jackson. No, it looks cool. The CG, actually, is pretty damn good, too. Yeah. It's not quite Apes level. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not close. quite there,
0: but the Monkey Tech is, is definitely, monkey. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's up there.
1: New band name, Monkey Tech. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it looks cool. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a little Phil Collins at some point. <laughs>
0: but... Oh, God, that would make Can we add so that to the happy. trailer? <laughs> I
1: want to know.
0: There's, it's got to be Can out there. Can you show me? <laughs> God, that movie's so
1: good. It's so sweet. It's so good. So, yeah. All right.
0: Uh, next up, we watched the trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Oots. As we've Oots. deemed it. Team um, Oots. This is the sequel to the Michael Bay-produced TMNT that we spoke about uh a year ago, two years ago, oh, a wow. year ago, yeah, it was a year ago. <laughs> Tmn two, <laughs> <laughs> Tmn toots, yes. Uh, Willie, what would you think of Tmn toots?
1: Um, okay, I think I, I think I feel the same way I did walking out of the first movie in terms of. Uh, I, I remember saying like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, like I'm over it. I I went into the first movie knowing it wasn't going to be my ninja turtles and I'm not angry about that. Like I'm happy that these characters are enduring and that they've changed over the years to adapt to kind of a different audience and different kids kids now like different stuff than I liked. So I think that's cool. I didn't like the first movie very much. It didn't offend me. I wasn't angry at it. It was better than I expected, I guess. <laughs> um, but I went into this one saying, just make the fucking cartoon. Like make make take the Fred Wolf cartoon from that we all grew up with and just make it live-action version of it. Just go nuts. And they're doing that. Um, there's spaceships, which I can only assume Krang is involved with. There's the Shredder. There's the Turtle Van. It shoots manhole covers out the front. It's like a toy that you would buy at the store when you are a kid. Yeah. When you bought that toy, even as a kid, you're like, that's kind of stupid that that shoots manhole covers. Why would it do that? But you're like, fuck it. I'm going to keep pressing that button and shooting. <laughs> and they're doing that in this movie. Um, it's got Casey Jones in like, the shittiest Casey Jones mask I've ever seen. That's a little bit of a bummer. Um, Bebop and Rocksteady. The CG does not look finished by any means. I think it'll look better by the time the movie comes out. But uh, they're they're kind of awesome. Like, yeah. it's Bebop and Rocksteady, you know? Like, yes. I get a scene with Shredder talking to Bebop and Rocksteady. That's kind of cool. Uh, Baxter Stockman <laughs> and Tyler Perry. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. That's <laughs> fucking sweet. Tyler Perry's running around playing a scientist that's going to turn to a fly. Yeah, this is great.
0: Uh, Tyler Perry's ri- pretty ridiculous. Like, I don't Charlotte. care
1: anymore. And that's such a freeing experience to just admit <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna walk in and go. God, I hope this is a car. If if this movie ends with the fucking Technodrome, I will lose my mind. (laughs) I'll lose my mind. I will immediately go home and play every Ninja Turtles like beat 'em up that I possibly can. (laughs) I'll probably do that anyway. But (laughs) Gojo, what do you think?
2: Ditto. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. God. I mean, it's. I. It started off a little, a little slow, uh, a little typical, and then it just kind of had this interesting curve into it. It just, just the insanity just keep kept building and building and building, and just it ended with that. The shot of the tank coming out of what? The rapids or whatever, I whatever the hell that was with with, with Bebop. Or was it Bebop or Rocksteady in the tank? It I, doesn't I, matter. I think it was Rocksteady. It was Rocksteady in, tank, yeah. in a tank because that's not redundant. But he's just in a tank and it's just shooting. A, oh, my God. It looks it looks like the cartoon. It looks like and Turtles, <laughs> Turtles is kind of supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be absurd and over the top and silly and, and fun unless, you know, you're going into the serious comic stuff. but Yeah, and I there. say
1: that there's really... That's the only ways you can go with a movie. You either go crazy and nuts and have fun with it, or you go darker and a little more grounded. Mm-hmm. And And the first one was kind of a blend, and I think yeah. they've decided that's just...
0: Yeah. yeah, which is probably for the best. Yeah, I don't know. It looks all right. I, I'm not completely opposed to... It's not like... Um, it's not like Transformers, which I'm I, I'm if, never seeing in other oh Transformers. God, yeah. but, no,
2: if if... I mean... If I had to choose either like from a trailer from the the either seeing the first t- turtles or this turtles, it'd be this turtles. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, yeah. Uh the only um,
0: disappointing thing I, I, I do agree, I don't think Casey Jones quite has the feel to him that I wish no, he did. No,
2: he's um I, I would have liked a little more uh Air. a lot more uh grit. Uh he he shouldn't have been smiling. Don't smile I right think, off. Wait, we going take the, the mask biggest up. yeah, he's a bit
0: too like charming to yeah be. I mean, he's Kate, he's
1: gonna be kind of a it seems like he's gonna be more of like a contemporary jock type character yeah which you I, know
2: like you know. he's gonna be to casey jones what megan fox is to april o'neill if, exactly. if you're
1: not gonna
0: give me will Arnett in a shitty wig as casey jones <laughs> which i'm still he's got a good moment in the trailer I'm though still angry. yeah he does but i'm still angry about that um then I would prefer that you just go get Elias Koteas back and have him there. As oh, my God. <laughs>
1: Normally, I'd say yes, but I just had a vision of Elias Koteas now trying to seduce Megan Fox. And it's really gross. No offense, Elias. I love you, but that would be uncomfortable. Um, I w- burning question, though, real quick before we move on. Okay. Is Whoopi Goldberg back? Oh, God. Who cares? Is she back? I don't know. Because I hope so. <laughs> Her scene in that first one, man, super necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we should move on
0: to Independence Day Resurgence, <laughs> the sequel to the smash hit Independence Day a uh, whole 20
2: years later. Um, I don't even know where to begin on this I- one. I I think I said something about this before we started recording, but this is like this is the thing that started as a joke uh, and kind of morphed into everybody thought they were being serious. Yeah, Um, like like we were all not us in particular or any. I'm not talking about any particular instance here, but somebody on the internet was like, yeah, guys, you know, what would be awesome. You know, Independence Day was really a great movie, guys. They should make a sequel. And they were actually joking, but everybody didn't really catch on. (laughs) And now it's like there's a lot of Independence Day demand out here, guys. It's like when people lose their shit over mustaches and people talk about how much they love mustaches, but they really don't. <laughs> that's Independence Day. <laughs> Nobody really wanted an Independence Day sequel. They just said they did. Accidental mustache. Yeah. Another band name.
0: Well, Yeah, that's another band name. What was the other one? Uh,
2: uh, Monkey, Monkey, Tech. Tech. Monkey Mon- Tech. Monkey Tech.
0: Monkey um, Tech. It's uh, Monkey Tech's debut album, Accidental Mustache. Um, this
2: might be an interesting movie if it wasn't an Independence Day. I mean, I would be more interested if this was not an Independence Day movie. I'll say that.
0: I, yeah, but you know what? I'm kind of in because Bill Pullman and Jeff Goldblum.
2: Bearded Pullman is... is No words. Bearded Bill no Pullman words. is a beautiful,
0: beautiful thing. And I've I've missed him a great deal. But I don't know. Willie, any thoughts?
1: I mean, Pullman beard, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, Goldblum, fucking staring at shit. Yeah. And, <laughs> And see me, I don't know. Like Bloom like, in a space suit? On the moon, I okay. think. Uh, with Liam Hemsworth, and he's like, boom, like boom. oh, it's bigger than this. Time. <laughs> like it's, uh, I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> um, no, I mean, this movie is as necessary as Whoopi Goldberg and TMNT1. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't go see this yeah, one but if you not know the podcast. What, you know what?
0: Jurassic Park and Jurassic Jurassic World was such a gigantic success that, you know what? I bet Independence Day is going to be huge. I don't think it's going to be. I bet it's going to be.
2: You had th- you had three Jurassic Park movies, though. I mean, there was a Jurassic Park yeah, franchise. Yeah, so people
0: have been waiting for a long time.
2: Is this, is this like in... Or like the... Early 2000s, we were remaking all of our 80s shit. Now we're going... Are we going to start remaking all of our 90s shit? Oh, I We're also
0: remaking all of the 80s stuff. continuing to remake all... Well, because a lot of the 90s was remaking the
2: 80s. There we go. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I almost cried for a second there. (laughs) That's so upset. (laughs) I thought all the shitty 90s movies are going to remake, and I'm really bummed about it. Good burger. God, are we going to get Dante's Peak?
0: Am I going to get another Pess? Where's the Pest 2
1: Kickstarter? Oh, the time is now. Pest 2, but it'll be uh, Gabriel Iglesias instead of... (laughs) No,
0: no, no.
1: It will. Uh, I'm sorry, man. No. Johnny Legs wouldn't let that go. Maybe Johnny Legs will play the hunter this time. (laughs) But he's still like...
3: I'm hungry with a Nerf gun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that, isn't that what he does? I, <laughs> I apologize
0: for everybody's ears. No, Can we isolate nothing, that? And play there's it the nothing the like episode. that. Willie, you just oh. cemented the fact that I need to make everybody watch the Pest. He's wacky, sock. though, like that, right? I mean, Doesn't kinda. he poop in his
1: hand at one point in that movie?
0: No, he wipes it with a sock because he doesn't have any toilet paper. He's in I'll have to rewatch jungle. this movie.
1: Yeah. This film you call The Pest.
2: Mm-hmm. You guys, I mean, given how successful the Oscar streaming was, I think you need to stream a viewing of The Pest for your podcast <laughs> just audience. Just I'll, stream I'll, like a group viewing of The Pest. I should just
0: do a commentary track for The Pest and it's me commenting about like, yeah, I love this part when I was seven years old.
1: <laughs> we should flip the stream on and all of us are standing in a row with the crazy Wasamo hair and fucking mud all over our faces. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That would be a, unnerving.
1: Oh boy! Well, right
2: in at feedback at Midwest Film or whatever. Yeah, let, it us, is. let us know if you want know. the the pest stream. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Sorry, I broke your eardrums. That's okay, and and uh, that's me, uh, replying on behalf of all of our listeners. Um. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Yeah. So Jessica Jones. I think we're probably <laughs> just going to jump right into spoilers. Well, before we do that, Gojo real brief thoughts on Jessica Jones on uh, in a non spoiler fashion
2: i loved it um it was it was less of a less of a hero movie i think or movie um less of a hero show than i think Daredevil was mm-hmm. uh which is which is refreshing um i like that they didn't feel the need to kind of uh, shoehorn her into a, a vigilante role or anything like that um and they they told a great story for the character and everyone in it is is phenomenal um and yeah it's a total knockout just like uh so they're they're really two for two um just out of the park i'm really i'm really loving everything they've done on netflix so far
0: all right um, uh, if you want to hear Willie and Nick and I talk about our thoughts, our non-spoiler thoughts about Jessica Jones, go ahead and uh, check it out in the episode one fifty something. It's back there in it's, the feed. Go check it it's out. Not that far back. But uh, we are going to take a quick break and head right into spoiler territory for the rest of this. Here we are in total spoiler terry for Jessica Jones. Uh anybody have anything they want to start with in particular?
1: Yes. David Tennant. Oh, he's just amazing. Just go right into David Tennant real quick. He's so good. He seriously and he gets better as the show goes on. Um I mean once his can we just go we can just go right yeah. into whatever we want yep. to talk about, right? When his um, parents are introduced mm. initially I was a little hesitant I was like it seems kind of weird they just happen to be in Hell's Kitchen but they actually kind of make it make sense but that scene basically everything when he's in the cage yeah which almost seems like kind of a a cliche thing to do now is have the villain in the cage while you're all standing outside of it but they do something very different with this one and, and the way he escapes and uh, his murder of his own mother is horrific yeah Horray! Oh God! At that point, you know that there's. You you've started to feel sympathy for this guy at that point because you you get a glimpse of his backstory, and you kind of think that one thing is happening. You think that his parents are torturing him, and and when it really turns out that they weren't. I mean, they were. Uh, they
2: do, yeah. They kind of were. They but
1: were, but it. He was kind of evil to begin
0: with. But almost. then, well, but then he ended up torturing them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty horribly. So I don't know it, the whole that whole dynamic with him and his parents is really interesting. Um, the stuff with the dad gets a little silly towards the end for me because it's like he's just dragging dad around, and I'm like, yeah. what's, what's he doing? I mean, I understand why he's doing it, but it got a little little goofy. Um, and then he's just dead, and I'm like, oh okay, well there's the dad. The,
2: well, that, yeah, that that just happened. I'm yeah, like, that I, was I, a little. Would have liked a more significant resolution for the dad. Real yeah, little
0: briefly. Bit. She, uh, a tr- excuse me, Trish went back with the dad at one point to work on the vaccine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who took the vaccine?
2: Uh, he did, I think it was like a spray or something. He put it on himself and then they get to the restaurant, uh, where he's got, where Gilgrave's got hope. And then the dad's like, oh shit, it's not working. And that was, that was the last we heard of it. Oh, so the vaccine just kind of fizzled. Yeah, that right. that bit is a little weird. Like, I
1: got my chemistry set back it's like, at the hotel. Yeah, I, I mean, it's you, a little convenient. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and nothing really came of it. So I I was kind of hoping that maybe the dad was trying to play Kilgrave a little bit, trick him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just didn't. It did. That didn't end up uh, happening. It just it fizzled out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess that that makes sense because there was a point in time where he is trying to help upgrade Kilgrave and you would think that he would have taken one of those opportunities to just kill him if he could have. Yeah. yeah, that was, So I guess it needed to not work out. But I was almost wondering if he, because at the point when they go to the restaurant, I was wondering if he was just playing along with Kilgrave to be a plant. That was
2: Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. I'm yeah. like, okay, it, we're being led to think this thing didn't work, but no, maybe it really did and maybe they were going to get some twist with the dad finally helping to stop Kilgrave, but no. No it just didn't work. Uh so I mean it fizzles a, out a bit. It was it was a pretty significant part of their plan too. It felt like they put a lot of emphasis on it and then for it to just kind of just Draw. fail yeah. without much fanfare at all was a little uh, um I like how we talk about how much we love this and then we just go right into
3: No, the- I I want
1: I want to <laughs> get the negatives out of the way. No, from, yeah, yeah. Like up front just get them out of the way because there are some some negatives. The other one I want to say is anything I can finally come out and just talk about it. Anything involving those Frickin' twins or whatever they are. The, the ah. incest twins. It's, it's awful. It's, it's, I, I, that, that subplot broke me when she came in and she's like, come on everybody, we're gonna get Jessica. And I'm like, "Oh yeah. God, like, this is, this is like a 14 year old writing this, this. And, it, and it, here. like,
0: it serves no good. real purpose. There's like, nothing. I guess Ruben's death does a little bit. Like it puts them. I was okay certain, with that. Ruben's death point.
2: was, was, I, I like, I, I did, I want to say I liked it, but I, from a story standpoint, I thought that was valuable. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, where she storms in with the other survivors, that really just felt like uh, an excuse to stretch out the, to stretch out the conflict. Yeah. Um, because it's like, hey, you've got Kilgrave dead to rights, and then nope, uh, we're gonna, nope, nope, not this time, not again. Yeah. He slips away one more time. Uh, there's a little bit of that I think I think padding
1: a little bit I think this this and i I feel bad complaining up front, I just like I said, I want to get out of the way. I feel like this could have been ten episodes
0: yeah, and that, I think that's a pretty common sentiment around a lot of the people that watched it. It's just there was definitely enough real solid material to make a good ten, and then it feels like they just kind of there's some filler in there it's, and
2: it's if yeah, if you wanted to make it, i mean if you want to do do was it oh, I forget was it twelve or thirteen. 13. 13. Yeah, if you wanted to do 13, maybe I would have gone more into their history. Um,
1: or a couple of different cases she could take. Yeah. I mean, maybe a standalone episode or two, just like her solving a case that's completely unrelated to Kilgrave. Especially like earlier on. Yeah. Just to yeah. get
0: you into the groove of things. Absolutely. Why not? But, but you know, all, although it's kind of good that it starts right off the bat, so I don't know that yeah. that's a good idea. I, yeah, I I,
2: I'm not a show writer or anything, so I can't say what it would be better, but mm-hmm. yeah, there were, yeah, it... The number of times she has him and then he gets away and it just, she has him and he gets away and it, it happens too much. It's a um, little silly towards, yeah.
1: towards after a while, but, yeah. um, oh man, what do I want? Mike Coulter. Mm. Awesome. Mm. Super. High. Luke Cage is used very, very well in this show mm. and because he's right up front and he's he's Awesome, and he makes a huge impact and he, I'm instantly interested in the character mm. instantly interested in the relationship between the two mm. <laughs> preach <laughs> instantly interested in where they're going to go with him in his own show and then he's gone which yeah. is very smart this should not be Luke Cage this is Jessica Jones and right when he's starting to I don't want to say overshadow her because no one overshadowed I don't think anybody overshadows um, Kristen Ritter with the exception of maybe David Tennant and some of their scenes together yeah. which is okay it should happen um, but he almost feels like he's an equal part of the show and he shouldn't, I don't think he's gone. And then he makes this kind of cool triumphant return their fight is awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's terrifying. It is because t- he is a monster. It's really interesting to see. Cause he usually these big, these big kind of, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. The big bulky, you know, tough, uh, super strength, superhero guys, they're usually not villains you know i mean typically they're the hero yeah. you get the monstrous bad guy like an abomination every once in a while who's who's big and bulky and strong but never like that the superman type of character which luke cage kind of is yeah minus the flying and the heat vision and the frost breath and the the
2: the the, the, the <laughs> night <laughs> weakness and the, the crazy strength and the, the indestructibility yeah the, yeah the
1: classic archetype and to see one get turned into a villain It's terrifying. I mean, it's, it's, he's an unstoppable force. Well,
2: not to mention that, but it's like you've got a hero who you think, well, who's going to stop Jessica? She's super strong and she's smart and she's, and and she's pretty much always in a position of strength against anyone but Kilgrave, who is kind of not playing the same game. But then when you've got somebody who's, who she's got to take down, not only her, somebody she's close to, but somebody who's also like better than her, it's like stats wise. uh, Yeah, it's like you're, you're straight worried that she's just going to get squashed by He's a locker scary. or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: the fact that it takes a point blank shotgun to the throat oh. to knock him out. For God, a is, yeah. for like
1: what? 12 hours? Uh, yeah. Like
0: it's, it's insane. It's awesome. And it's, it's super insane. Cool. Uh, the other, one of the other Luke Cage moments that I really, really enjoyed is when she, when, when Jessica and Luke go to the uh, the apartment or wherever the hell the parents were staying and the lady's, like, selling all the stuff. And then she, like, gets in the way and is, like, give me $50. You can check out the chemicals that they left behind. <laughs> and then Luke just kind of gingerly picks her up
1: and moves her to the side. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That is really funny. It's, a, it's yeah. a beautiful moment. Cool little subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trish Walker. How do everybody feel about her? I know she I'm doing was, this character by character, but I think it's kind of a... Yeah, it works. She was good. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah. Uh, I, she was yeah. Usually, the best friend character can be kind of underwritten, but I thought
2: she was. No, well, given yeah. that she's actually an, an established character herself, and she may even come into play in future, like uh, in like Defenders, something or other. Um, but I mean, even that aside, I thought she was, was. They're a very they're a very interesting pair because they're kind of in a lot of ways opposites. Yeah. Um, like I mean, a lot of best friend pairs can and should be. Um, but they they share a lot of the same great qualities of like just personal strength and and, and tenacity and all whatnot. Um, she was good. She was good, and she never felt like. I mean, when you've got somebody, like, you've got a uh, an unpowered friend or whatever. Uh, she can sometimes feel like a liability to the hero. But I, I even when maybe you could say she was, I know, she never felt like uh, she was getting in the way or anything.
0: I think a lot of her history with Jessica was really interesting too. Yeah. A lot of it's really inferred, but you kind of get the information that Jessica like saved her from her mother, which I think is a really compelling point. Yeah. Like that whole the dynamic between all three of them is very interesting.
1: Yeah, the, the with the exception of those twins, the really the supporting cast in general is really really I think Absolutely. fleshed out to that point where they don't expose you to everything about the character, and they save a lot of room for your interpretation or speculation on the backstory of that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It keeps them intriguing, but it also isn't like obnoxious where you're like, "Maybe you'll find out more next season," you know, that kind of yeah. thing. I like that. Um, I love her. Her best moment, I think, on the on the se- in the season <clears throat> is popping the pill to fight uh, Samson. Yeah, I mean, whoa! Well, I, I honestly didn't see it coming. Like, I I thought it was going Jessica was going to get her shit together and bust out and lay yeah. this guy out, or he would get called off to do something else. Right. I did not see, I really did not see that coming. And I was like, I, Oh my God. And I thought she was going to die. I'll which be honest. Is, I, yeah.
2: I, but I mean, it's, yeah, you don't really, maybe you didn't, you don't see it coming, but then again, it's not, it's not exactly out of left field either. Cause she's not a character who at any point wants to be, she doesn't, she hates being a victim and, yeah. or feeling like a victim. And if she can, if at any point she can, you know take care of business herself she's going to do it and i mean you see she's she's training for just that kind of situation where she's got to take care of herself and um so yeah the fact that she doesn't even hesitate to just to roid up and and take on samson yeah
1: super beast mode there (laughs) beast (laughs) mode patsy uh a true hellcat (laughs) yes i there was a cool reference in there about her uh comic book roots um, she gets the kind of the the wacko fan. Not he's not wacko, but kind of creepy fan. Yeah, the,
0: the socially awkward fan. That yeah, tries to I, like, I
1: think I mean, I might have mentioned that before, but yeah, I, I like that moment when he mentions like I miss your red hair or whatever because you know <laughs> she's a redhead in the. In the well,
2: comics. and you you kind of see her too, like on the a a illustrations when she's young. Yeah, she's yeah. Young, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she's, yep, um,
0: yep. that's pretty cool. Um, 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 Nick wanted to be here tonight, and I asked him for some of his thoughts. Any thoughts on JJ? You want me to share? And then he said, "Abrams." Oh. Uh, I really liked everything with Carrie Ann Moss we haven't gotten to K- Hogarth yet uh, he said which uh, seems to not be the general thought uh, I'm also all, or I'm totally all about the Night Nurse being one of the threads throughout the different stories I think they recently cast her mother for Luke Cage
1: um yeah yeah, yeah. It, you know what's weird though real quick on the subject of Night Nurse I think the initial plan was for Claire Claire Temple in the comics is not the Night Nurse she's uh, a love interest of Luke Cage is, just yeah. so everybody knows um, night Nurse is a separate character and I think the plan was for Claire Temple to be the Night Nurse but now Rachel McAdams is playing the Night Nurse in Doctor Strange so I'm mm. not really sure who Claire Temple is now. Interesting. Um, maybe they've kind of... Maybe, uh, maybe there's two I, Night Nurses. I, I don't feel know. like
2: she'll be she'll be the Night Nurse it's just not in name. Yeah, that's yeah. she's going to serve the function. I thought function. it was
1: interesting. though. I'm like, they cast Rachel yeah. McAdams as Night Nurse. What? Doesn't she exist? Uh, so anyway, I was
0: good. <laughs> uh, Nick said Mike Coulter is a star and I can't wait for Luke Cage. Totally agreed. That's awesome. Uh, he said, my love for Rosario Dawson Intensify is not that important. Super important, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. And then he said, I like most of the side characters because they make a good foil against Jessica, despite how they range in terms of fun to watch. And then he put in parentheses, uh, I'll say incest twin. It wasn't <laughs> the word that he used. I think that's what he's referring to. Uh, they're important for showing Jessica's flaws and how being a hero is fucking hard and largely thank- thankless. Um, yeah. I totally agree with yeah, that too. Nailed it. Uh I have to say I I did talk bad about Hogarth's love interest on the last because like one of the scenes with her is really weird to me and it wasn't like the whole concept of, of that love interest was strange to me, but just the way that they portrayed it I thought was really dumb and weird. And I think you and Nick had different reasons for it after the podcast that we didn't end up covering that I was kind of like, yeah, maybe. And I think one of Nick's reasons he felt as though maybe it was just Hogarth showing that she was all about the business and didn't really care about that relationship. But I feel like the season goes on to explain that she actually kind of really does care about that relationship. It just, I don't know. And I I still think that moment is weird. But in, in spite of that. I do really enjoy, not enjoy necessarily, but I think all of the stuff that Hogarth goes through is really interesting.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Hogarth real quick. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Amos, it's cool to see her back, as totally. I haven't seen her in a long time. Uh, I thought she pretty much killed it as this character. I mean, she's a little, like, we talked a little bit, she's a bit a bit similar to some other characters on TV in yeah. terms of the cold, tough businesswoman. But she does it really well here. And there, you can tell there's always an underlying uh, emotion inside of her that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I... This is the only other plot line I can think of off the top of my head that doesn't quite go where I would hope it would. It gets a little wonky with the X and stuff towards the end here. Um, I, I did like the scene where she's attacked by the X. I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Like I thought she was going to die too. I, I legitimately I'm like, "Okay, they're going to kill her." Which is a shocker cuz she should be on Iron Fist <laughs> like if we're going by the comics. Yeah. But um but it, the 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 X character can get frustrating sometimes cuz you're like, "Just just stop." Like yeah. just Go away, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah, that I think that that story. I mean i i didn't I didn't dislike any of it, but I think if you're looking for if you're looking for stuff to put on the chopping block, you could put a lot of that too. Some of it feels um, a little bad. I think yeah. we got a little too much of that, and maybe. It, yeah, uh, it's
0: it's almost as though if they didn't need to stretch it out to make some of what happens with her happen later when Kilgrave is in the mix, really. Mm-hmm. Then maybe it would have been, it would have come to a little bit more of a head before it felt like it was dragging on.
2: Yeah, it's just, um, for, I mean, for that, that triangle was so, it it was so tertiary to everything that was happening, the main conflict, that it's just, it's just this dispute between three lovers that doesn't really, it doesn't, it doesn't tie into the, to the main conflict at all. A little bit towards the end. But yeah, at the end, when, when, she goes to Kilgrave to to set things right or whatever. That's like that's the that's the payoff, and that was great. And then everything after that I thought was just was just money. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I would I could have used instead of that maybe more uh maybe more background between maybe more history with Trish and, and Jessica. Mm. Um so a lot I mean again, maybe that's something we'll get into in the future. Maybe it's not something we really need to get into at all. But I would have liked I would have liked more than a few snippets of an episode uh, as for their backstory, because even as as the kids, they never really click.
0: Yeah, you don't you don't get to the um, point where you see them, where you see Jessica. Like you, you get hints of it, but you don't see that point where they become friends. They are right. just
2: you can you can I mean you can kind of see where it starts where where yeah. uh, Trish's mom is trying to make her throw up and and Jessica just interrupts and. I feel like that could have used more time than than the Hogarth triangle. Yeah, no, it I seems see like
0: we might get more of that in a season two. Yeah, with, with sure. where like the files of Jessica's right. stuff is going well, on, but it's. I I think with Hogarth, it would almost be more beneficial if you weren't just kind of told how everybody in that love triangle felt about each other, if you were more shown like. If if it was a little bit more nuanced in the sense of that it wasn't just like you immediately immediately
2: see Hogarth cheating on
0: her wife, which you don't know, and then you see that she has a wife, and it's just
2: kind of like that. That's it. the. I mean, the minute it happened, I was like, "Wait, what? Uh, what? Yeah, why is this?" It's um, not. Those are the sounds I made. It's <laughs> while it's watching,
0: not like well. definitely handled. It's not the the best written. No, it's line, not. But it's, it's just, still better than incest yeah. twins.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, they're bad. (laughs) Um, Well, before we get into Jessica herself, because we got to talk about Kristen Ritter, uh, real quick. Samson slash future nuke. (laughs) Yeah, he's a really weird guy, and it totally works. He freaks you out. Like the thing is, I think he like him as an actor and as a character lulls you into this it's not even a false sense of security because he's a pretty decent dude yeah but he lulls you into this sense of security in the same way he's he lulling trish, trish yeah. and you're like wow this is." i did i first of all didn't see him being more than like a one episode guy yeah, yeah. um didn't know who he was as an actor so i didn't realize he was going to be a regular yeah. which is kind of fun actually yeah. and then he's i'm like holy crap like uh, at some point i went i think this is nuke <laughs> i'm pretty sure this guy's nuke right now and then he starts popping red blue and or, pills, and, yeah. yeah, and then I'm like, oh my god, it's Nuke! It was very <laughs> exciting. Um, because he plays a huge role in in a Daredevil storyline. Very okay, interesting. Called Born Again, which uh, he may do at some point in the show. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Do you think
2: he could pop up in season two?
1: I think he could. I, I, you know,
0: I think
2: I, given the given the kind of shady way he disappears, if he doesn't pop up, I think it would be a missed opportunity. He's gonna show up somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: nuke, a, nuke v Punisher. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! <gasps> that dude fighting Burnthal hand to hand. <laughs> I'm down. Um, no, I, I like the actor. What's the actor's name? Anybody?
0: Uh, it's. Uh, I'll look it up.
1: Okay, I liked him a lot. A uh, Will Pol- Will Will something right?
0: Well, that's the name of the know. show. Yeah, he Will was Samson. he was
2: he was intense. He was his character was interesting. Will it's,
0: Simpson. It's not Samson. It's Simpson. Simpson. Oh, Thank Simpson.
2: you. Because um, yeah, he starts. I mean, obviously, his his initial appearances, you you just, he's, yeah, you can't trust oh. him at all. And then mm-hmm. he, he, I mean, you find out he's just a dupe and you feel a little bad for him, but then always in the back of your mind, you can tell something he's, he's not, his wires are yeah. kind of crossed in somewhere. And I'm sure he's upon he's, second
1: viewing, it'd be even more like, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I I've, I started, I got maybe four episodes deep uh, on a second viewing and you can kind of tell he's just, he, he's, he's not, entirely right to begin with yeah, okay. and it's maybe you the first time through it's like maybe he's still just feeling the killgrave like a
1: shell shock kind but of thing. yeah he's
2: yeah. um yeah uh, it's you can you know he's on your side but he's like he, he's he's gonna be that wild card something's gonna go wrong with him and then it does and it's just he almost becomes more frightening at killgrave at a certain points in certain points yeah and
1: yeah. physically more frightening certainly Definitely. i mean he's he's very much the the physical. Uh, Villain presence, other than when Luke gets mind controlled. Yeah, well, in the I think show.
2: I think the thing with him is like it's it's Kilgrave's got like a plan, kind of, mm-hmm. and he's playing he's playing it like a game. Whereas Simpson's just off the rails, and it's like he's when he's out there, it's like okay, we need to deal with Simpson before before we get back. They to They make Killgrave. a really nice you compliment to, to each other, villain wise. I think yeah. because of that, um,
1: yeah. it really it works well because it's. It's a shock to the system when you're so used to this methodical,
2: very yeah. control controlled, you know Yeah. He's almost play yeah, he's like he's almost playing a chess game through the whole thing. And it's like he always thing. seems like he's one step ahead and he's got this plan. It's like you can th- you can think with him. Simpson it's just like you just have to be, react and be prepared, and he's he's just gonna be this force, and you got it. Yeah, Will Travall is Will Travall. Thank the, you. The name of the
1: and they take an almost wa- like full episode break from even trying to fight and find Kilgrave to like we got to take out this motherfucker now because yeah. he's yeah. a problem. I love that. That's so cool. Uh,
0: w- before we get to Jessica, also, I did want to talk about, and I should have brought it up with Kilgrave, but the uh, the police station sequence <sighs> is. Really awesome.
2: Woo, yeah. That's, that's. Well, let me just start with saying I'm not done talking about Kilgrave. I mean, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. We got but, to say a little bit more about But, him. yeah. Oh, Did you guys like her
1: roommate real quick? I don't want to not mention him at all. Or not her roommate. Malcolm. But, Malcolm, thank you. I liked, oh, I oh, I liked I, Malcolm. Yeah, I know. Like,
2: yeah, I loved his. He had a lot of heart, and I liked yeah,
0: him. I yeah. I like Malcolm where he doesn't get mired down by incest twin. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Well, same. The same could be said of the show. Um, I like no, the idea think, of him being an assistant, though. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. fact that he's the one—I mean, he kind of takes over for takes over for Trish and being like the one who's kind of trying to guide Jessica down mm-hmm. the right path. It's a confidant, um, yeah. and all, yeah, all the like all the—he's got prob maybe a worse story than Jessica does. I think, as far as Kilgrave is concerned, mm-hmm. um, and he's yeah, just seeing seeing his character evolve is great.
1: He's um, the only character. He's. He might be the character who went through the worst possible stuff, but he's somehow like this beacon of like optimism and hope all the way throughout.
2: Yeah. He's the little light of hope, I think, for for everybody else who got, who's been affected because he's, Mm -hmm. he's still, he's still, he's doesn't have anything, he doesn't have any powers. He doesn't have any, um, anything really special about him, but he, he's fighting it and he's doing his best and he's, yeah, he's, I think he's a great character.
1: And the show needs that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They need that little... We need that little ray of light from a character.
1: Um, I'm sorry, Alex. We were talking about something else and I totally Uh, sidelined you.
0: The the police station is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's just such a cool sequence. It's... And it's terrifying showing you...
2: Because at no point... I mean... You know Kilgrave's a threat at every point before that, but when you get to see him, what he really can do when he—I I don't even know if he's even pushing himself at that point—but just, just seeing how he can destroy any plan you have is—it was terrifying. And when that when that happened, I'm like, how the fuck are you gonna beat this guy? Yeah, how do you do it? Um, What's
1: scary about Kilgrave too is here's a guy with this, arguably, he, he he's probably one of the most powerful characters we've seen in this entire. Universe, this cinematic universe, and here's a guy who could walk into Avengers headquarters and turn all of them, make all of them his his weapons. Mm -hmm. He could, he could literally dominate the world. Really, I mean, he could. He has it in him to do it, especially once his powers get enhanced.
2: Yeah,
1: and instead, he just gets fixated on getting rapey with a this. Well, that's what's up. It's just it's
2: that's creepy about the character. Is he's. Uh, he's he thinks he's completely normal. Um yeah. and he has he has a perfectly he has a seemingly rash, rational sounding rationale for everything he does and um he's not that kind of ambitious. He's not like your mustache twirly villain. He's just he thinks he's a guy in love and he's doing what he's he's doing what you do when you're in love. And that's and what's so creepy though, is that yeah. he hasn't
1: even considered the idea of like what he can do with his powers. He's so He's he, for as intelligent and calculating as he is, he's such a child. Yeah. Like that's how you use your powers to yeah. woo this woman, kind of woo her, and they can't woo. I don't know. It's very creepy. It makes him more creepy. I think.
0: I I, kinda, I also kind of want to touch on the idea that like Kilgrave and Kingpin are kind of some of the best of Marvel's universe villains that we've seen.
2: I yep. I would put I would put. I, I might put both of them at the top of the list, even above them and Loki. Thor Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like um, early,
0: earlier earlier on in the season, I was like, eh, I'm kind of disappointed that it doesn't seem we're getting a lot of depth to Kilgrave compared to Kingpin because Kingpin really, really develops over the season. Mm-hmm. Kilgrave gets a lot of it. It's just a little bit more backloaded mm-hmm. in the season, yeah. which I. No, I. I it's still
2: I super would, well done. I might even put Kilgrave over Kingpin. I, I, I think I might put both of them over. I'd probably put Kilgrave over Thor Loki. Um, and then, obviously, every other form of Loki we've gotten since, um, <laughs> and those really—they're the only villains worth mentioning. Winter Soldier, if
1: you count him, I like mm. him.
2: He's—I mean—he's great. But as far as character goes, well, yeah, and, and, and that's the thing is—I mean, um, to
1: be fair, it's thirteen hours worth of learning about. That's these true. So though. it's yeah. I—I I don't makes you wish that they had the
2: time they to develop. for for me, it's not. It's it's not even as much um, time as it is. Focus and yeah. and deliberation. Yeah. Um for most of the villains, it's almost seems like they're like maybe because of because of the time they have, it's like, okay, we're not gonna be able to make a fully fleshed out villain, so they don't even try. They just give you they just give you a target for your hero. Yeah, I mean um, look at
1: uh Anton Vanko, Iron Man two, yeah. right? Okay. In theory, if you had given if you had, had the right scenes in the movie to build him, it's a very like compelling sad yeah. and compelling story. You know, this is a man who watched his father drink himself to death because yeah. of these rich people on the opposite end of the world. That could be a very interesting villain. And they start setting that up in the very opening of the movie. And I'm like, huh. And then it's like, you <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah right. I've
3: my board. Yeah. I and that's, board. that's
1: our villain. So, no, you're not wrong. I think no, because, they could
2: do this. Well, but. I mean, they did it with Loki. They made a, they yeah? made a good, compelling villain in Thor. Uh, and arguably, and
1: um, uh, what's his name in Iron Man 3? Killian.
2: Yeah, Killian? arguably they got yeah. close I thought. Yeah, but. they got be- he was better than most others. Um but yet I I think it's it's a matter of focus. Mm-hmm. Um and they they really for both of these villains because both of the villains are such a huge part of who their character who, who the heroes are. Mm-hmm. They had to put they had to put not just as much time but a similarly uh important focus on the villains mm-hmm. because well Kilgrave more than Kingpin defines defines Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. More than Kingpin defines Daredevil. Um so those two they're they're almost kind of at parts the same character because their story is so tightly woven. Um you can't have you just can't have one without the other. Um which is why I would have I would have liked more of their history. Um I think we could have spent more time on on what he put her through. Rather than having having to necessarily infer it, particularly with some of the, I don't want to say wasted scenes we we did get, but some of the maybe less necessary things we got. Yeah.
1: All right, uh, Jessica. Oh, she's amazing. When they cast Christopher, I'd never seen her in anything except for maybe a supporting role in a comedy here or there. Yeah. Like a, Playing kind of the best friend role, I think she's done a couple times. Yeah. Um. Didn't dislike her, just didn't know her. And when she was cast, I initially went, "Huh, that's Jessica Jones." Like, I, now I've never read Alias, admittedly. I've never read Alias. Um. I've read Jessica as a character in other books. Um. But she didn't look like her to me, and it, yeah. it wasn't what I expected. Um. But wow, she's incredible. I don't. I don't know how close she is to the comics. I can't even hazard a guess. But man, I'm this. She. She's surrounded by some serious heavy hitters in terms of charisma and acting skill, and she just she's always commanding the screen every time she's on it. She's always interesting. This is a character that played by somebody else. If it was in lesser hands, could be a serious problem for me. Mm-hmm. She could be. I, I I hate when writers try to make a strong female character and turn them into a robot an emotionless yeah. cold robot that drives yeah. me so bonkers because it winds up having the reverse effect on people's perceptions of women in, in film than it should. They do. I, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with her performance too. She sure. th- really,
2: I think she does. She does a great job of playing someone who's trying to be a bitch. Cause that could mm-hmm. be super easy to just instead be a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, the, you get the sense that every she's, she's, acting the way she's acting the way she is she's not the way she's appeared to be yeah because she's because she feels like she feels like uh she's a threat to everyone around her not because of her strength or anything because of her weakness yeah um because she cares about people she's trying to push them away and it's 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 fascinating Uh, she does a great job with it Mm -hmm. uh she's incredible um
1: just as interesting as Matt Murdock and Daredevil. Oh yeah, yeah. As a character, yeah. whether or not you like the, this show better than than Daredevil, the Daredevil show. I think they're both so far are two protagonists. Well, three, I guess, if we count Luke. But I'll. He's. Yeah. We'll get to him on his own show. So far, wow! Like I, and we were we've been pimping out the villains here and saying how amazing they are compared to some of the Marvel movie villains. I think the heroes. The heroes
2: are just as good. Yeah, yeah. they
1: I really do. I feel like I know these two much better than I know most of the. Characters from the mo- movies. So.
2: I think that we can chalk up more to time. Um, yeah, yeah, but but no, I can't disagree at all. I think I think Jessica is a probably a, sh- a more developed character, um, character wise than uh, Matt. Than Matt, yeah. um, mainly because because with Matt we had to we kind of had to focus a little more on his daredeviliness, what he can and the do, origin to how it works. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Jessica, she's strong. We get it um but yeah no she, um i lost my train of thought someone else step in anyway time? Alex <laughs> uh she's
0: she's a fantastic character and i think a lot of the show's themes uh it's a lot of stuff that you know a lot of people get pissy about social justice warriors or whatever's going on but the idea of there's a lot of ideas of like rape culture and the ideas of consent and everything that surround this show with the conflict between Kilgrave and Jessica mm-hmm. that is, I think, pretty elegantly handled as a white male who's
2: privileged.
1: But <laughs> no, but it's, I don't think it's ever... I, I think it is elegantly handled, honestly. No, I feel I, confident I th- saying think,
2: that. No, I, I will say, as somebody who... I, I kind of get sick of being bombarded constantly with all the social justice, whatever. But this show does a great job of presenting those issues and not bludgeoning you with them. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean... And to me, it was, it was very obvious, but it was, it wasn't, it wasn't overdone. It was, it was just kind of there and, yeah. and you could take it or leave it and it wouldn't, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't have a, it didn't have, an, have a huge effect feel, on what's going on.
0: It didn't feel forced. Didn't it didn't feel shoehorned. Yeah, it wasn't preachy, Yeah, to the show. And, and well, I think and it's it very, was...
2: I mean, it's, it's, that's because her conflict is kind of the, it is the conflict they're presenting. Yeah. Um. And just merely by presenting her character's conflict, you can you can understand the points they're trying to make. But also, since it's all kind of inferred too, because they're sort of apples and orange, not apples and oranges, oranges and blood oranges to <laughs> to the issues there that are at hand. Yeah, um, yeah. You can also just look at it as a a comic show. Yeah. Um, I and for somebody who's Go, I mean going back to to the character of Jessica Jones I don't know I didn't know anything about I didn't know anything about her other than she was Luke Cage's squeeze that was it it's like that was who Jessica Jones was and she felt like adding Jessica Jones into the TV show lineup to me my in, my initial reaction was a she's only there because Luke Cage is there and B because we need a woman but mm. she she's She's yeah, I that's gone. The show's totally toe to toe with That's great yeah. that
1: it did that. Honestly. Yeah. I did it for me too. Yeah.
2: I For somebody who I didn't know why she was there, it's like now she's yeah, I think she's probably She's got like the hero heart, I think, more than Definitely more I'd say definitely more than Matt. I mean Matt's just angry Matt's and he wants there to for like a Matt's angry and he punishment. wants to hit somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um for the most part. Uh, whereas she actually she doesn't want to deal with people at all, yeah. but she still ends up doing the hero shit because it's what she feels she has to do mm-hmm. because she knows it's right. Um, and I think that's great. Um, yeah, she. it's like, she, yeah, no. I don't have any more cogent thoughts to add onto to that.
0: Um, I kind of had two other things that I wanted to touch on. Number one was, did you feel as though Luke actually could not forgive her for Reva? Do you think it was all just Kilgrave? I mean clear, clearly clearly was Kilgrave told Luke to tell her those things. But No, you... I think
1: that was Kilgrave. I I mean I th- I think that Luke is still angry. I don't think I don't I the next time we see these two characters, I don't think we're going to see them living together. Yeah. Um I don't think we're going to see them together at all. Uh, eventually maybe, but it's I don't I I think he's still angry, but I don't think he was I think a lot
2: of that was Kilgrave. Okay. I I don't I don't think I don't think he's going to hold a grudge after, particularly after everything Kilgrave put him through. Um, he'll
0: understand how. It yeah, happens, he'll get but it.
2: But he might. It might always. It's always going to be back there. Yeah. Um,
1: how how can you be with somebody who constantly looking at them reminds you of? Yeah. Uh, but I
2: think I mean, and this is just kind of meta thinking here. I think they're going to get over it because that's what they were meant to do. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I I do love how how the Riva's storyline is really it really did a lot of planting seeds for Luke's story because mm-hmm. yeah. the shit she had and the shit she was hiding was like all this experiment shit. Well, it was, that was probably, she probably had it because her husband was, was part of the, of the same experiments. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to infer a lot of those questions yourself. But uh, I mean, all that lead in is there if you're looking for it for Luke Cage.
0: Um, And then the other thing that I wanted to touch on. So at the end, I didn't really, I had a little bit of trouble with the finale in terms of understanding exactly what happened in that final scene with Kilgrave okay and the sense of like and i guess i guess now that i'm thinking about it i get it but um just kind of the idea that she was she basically fools him into mm-hmm. getting close to her
2: mm-hmm. which is it's interesting because that's why I thought the dad was gonna, when, yeah. when we were talking about. It, I thought the dad's that was the dad's plan. I'm like, this seems like the obvious lane of approach. If you're if you end up being immune, just fake it and then get close and then punch him in the heart. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had the same kind of reservations about about the finale, in that it all I can't argue with any of it, but it all felt a little convenient. Yeah. Um, and given how abrupt the finale was. It kind of felt a little out of place given how many shots she had, you know? Um, although maybe maybe I think that's also part of the point is she spent her whole time just fighting him with everything she had. All she had to do was kind of go along with it, and she would get her shot. She spent a lot of time running. yeah, Yeah, running or just stonewalling him, whereas... Now she's like, okay, I'm gonna. Well, it.
1: a lot of that, like, she didn't
0: even know. Like, it took the like she was in a, she was living in a house with him, and she could have killed him, but she just couldn't have known because she didn't know that she was yeah. immune.
2: Well, and uh, she spent a lot of the time not wanting to kill him, too. Yeah. Um, because, she, she yeah, thought, yeah. Um, God, we got to talk about the house shit too. That yeah, was there's, amazing. There's a lot. To talk a lot. About.
1: Um, I, I I don't know. Real quick questions for you guys, just two. Uh, Daredevil or Jessica Jones? You got a preference yet right now? If you had to gun to your head, uh, which one of it did you prefer? And not that we have to do this, but I'm just curious. I,
2: oh, you go ahead. Uh,
0: I would need a rewatch of Daredevil. It okay. might just be that it's fresh, but I think I really, really like Jessica Jones, which wasn't what I expected. As you started this question, I didn't think this is how I was going to be <laughs> answering it, but, uh, I think David Tennant's so strong Yeah, and, and, and. Jessica Jones is such a new thing to me. Yeah. As a character that I think it I think yeah. I prefer it to Daredevil.
2: Um I would I would probably go with Daredevil just okay. because it's because I like superhero stuff <laughs> and it's a little it's a little more little more fantastic. It's a little more traditional superhero y in most points. Even though on its own it's not at all a traditional superhero y. Um but yeah, I, I like the I I like the more comic y nature of it. Um, a little more pulpy, yeah. Well, I don't even know if pulpy, but a little more, a little more fantastic. Yeah, sure. Um, yep. um uh, I
1: would. I. Nor, I went into this question thinking I was going to go with Daredevil, but I think I'm going to go with Jessica Jones right now. It's, I think it's going to. I like them both a lot, but Jessica Jones. I think. Um, I think it's, it's got a more consistent consistent flow for me than daredevil i think daredevil's highs are higher but it's lows are lower for me personally yeah, yeah that's my that's my feeling although those, we're those not counting we're not
2: counting the incest twins as the lowest. Those twins though <laughs> they're they're bad yeah they're not good um i would say more the more the woman more the more oh, the girl she's rough uh more than reuben the um,
1: other question i had so i've been this has been bouncing around in my head too do you want these characters once they're established to show up in these movies or do you want this to remain pretty separate? Separate, but in the same universe.
0: I
3: think...
1: I think they
0: could be used well. Part part of me is bummed they weren't established for Civil War. I don't know if anybody feels like we're going to see Daredevil in Civil War, even though the rumors are no, and that probably not. mostly suggested no. But, like, you know... I just don't know what I would want to see out of it, you know. Like in Civil War, do I want them to cut to a scene where it's the Defenders, like just trying to get a handle of what's going on in Hell's Kitchen? That really means nothing to the people that haven't seen any of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know well, that it's worth it. I, don't I know mean, that if it you, needs to be there, if
2: you think about it, what what would they? I mean, what would they use them for? I think if I if I just following how they've done things kind of inevitably what they would be probably plugged in for would be a fight scene um yeah and it's that's such it's almost not even a secondary part of who either of these characters are yet is is their is their traditional superhero nature um I mean, they can both fight, they can both hold their own, but that's not what their stories are about. So seeing a serious, like a really serious, heavy character like Jessica Jones, if you throw her in Civil War and she's just like, Hey, S.H.I.E.L.D., guys, you can't take me today, and she just like knocks him around and be like, kind of cheapens her.
0: I mean, I guess what I would really... What it would come down to is like: is there a compelling story that they could tell with Spider-Man and Daredevil, or Spider-Man and Punisher, or Spider-Man and these people? Like, because Spider-Man's kind of the closest;
3: he's the most he's the visible. Of he's the, he these, is the bridge. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So um, I, I think that would that like I think that would be the most natural place to put
1: them. So if you had okay, so okay, I think we all are in agreement that we don't want them showing up in the, in in some. Big, giant Avengers spectacle. It would seem weird and wonky and out of place, right? Now, Marvel's got Spider-Man back, kind of, sort of. What if there was a Sinister Six movie? What if there was a Sinister Six movie where they've, they've had a couple Spider-Man movies in, we've had these shows going for a little while, he needs to call in some help, and he calls in the Defenders to help him. Would that be acceptable to you?
2: See, I think the biggest draw for me of these characters so far is that they're so character-driven. Um, they're so They're so deep, and they're... It would be the same thing. It's like yeah. if he, if he just if Spidey just dials up the defenders for a fight scene, I would feel like again, it's kind right. of cheaping them. So if they were if yeah. they were more important secondary characters uh, in a Spider-Man movie, if they had actual stuff to do, not like action wise, mm-hmm. like if he turned to them or for whatever reason, uh, I, I would be for that. So if there was
1: a a Spider-Man Daredevil team-up movie where it was about both of them as characters, and they had a common threat, yeah, that would
2: be you know even if it's just like a Spider-Man flick, and he's maybe he's fresh on the road, and he but he's like he's just a kid because they're using kid Spider-Man, right? Um, and he's running around in Hell's Kitchen, and maybe he gets into trouble, and these guys come and help him, and they kind of maybe they help him find his hero legs. Okay, um, I think if they're going to use them. Obviously, they're going to be used in an action, in an action capacity in mm-hmm. some sort. But I don't want it to just be right. Just there. For... Don't just throw in the defenders to hit stuff because it seems like a waste. Given how strong they've been, character-wise.
0: Yeah. I think the most likely we are to really see anything substantial out of the characters presented in these Netflix shows is them pulling Kingpin into a Spider-Man movie. Sure because sure. Kingpin, Spider Man have had some experience with other yeah, and with absolutely. each other in, in past incarnations. So I think that's the most likely to happen. And if if in that world somehow Matt Murdock's around, or you know, because cause that's kind of how those things worked out in the Marvel universe anyway, mm-hmm. is that they're they all live in the same world, and sometimes things yeah. you know,
2: you know, I would almost I would almost prefer to see. Um, and like all of these characters, maybe all their season twos will say they, they each have a Spider-Man episode where Spider-Man shows up and helps <laughs> like them out, like a Marvel
1: team-up episode. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I feel like that's it's a smarter use of everybody because yeah. you've invested so if, when you invest so much time in a character, it, just plugging them in to a uh, to a two and a half hour movie almost feels like it's just a cameo. And mm-hmm. it no, I agree. So. I, yeah.
0: I think the spectacle that we would get out of them being in the movies is probably just going to be what we're going to get out of the Defenders miniseries overall.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think I think you're absolutely right about that. It's just going to be on, on a different scale and, and yeah. with a different threat level. doesn't have I, to be smaller. It just think, has to be more personal. I think. I
0: think it's okay. I think it's okay that these things... I mean, I know that the big thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that everything is connected, but... That doesn't mean that you can't have these well, satisfying characters yeah. that are kind of in their own corner. You know? I,
2: I that's what, I, and, and I want I kind of want it to stay there. I think yeah. I think yeah, the idea that it's a universe means that it's big, and you can have you can have the big hero stuff here, and you can have the quote unquote little hero stuff happening here, and then we got and cosmic stuff I mean, happening too. Yeah, and cosmic stuff, and it's they can all kind of reference each other because they're all kind of on each other's borders. But I don't, I think they're they operate best when they're independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet, you can still throw in you can still throw in Avengers references and Defenders. Well, uh, I, mean, I think it's it's I'm natural being in the same universe. I, I think mean, that's, if that's good, if aliens wipe out a major city, that's something people would talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think keep them mostly separate. I'm okay with some mixing, but I don't just Agreed. decide you're going to throw in every character you have on your license into a, an Infinity War just for the sake of the spectacle, because. Yeah it kind of cheapens the people you've really been spending the time on. Yeah. Um. I do want to say, I think, I think we're starting, we are just started to get near the end of the season, the tendrils that are going to tie everybody together with the IGH stuff. Yeah. Um, I think now don't, I mean, don't quote me on this or maybe do quote me on this if I end up being right, but maybe they had, maybe they had a little bit of hand in whatever chemical shit, uh, Screwed up, uh, Matt Murdoch. Well, gave the, him his power. The
1: truck that gave Matt his powers—the truck that crashed—was that? A, was it a Rand? It's a Rand. Car. Okay, but,
2: so, so I mean, maybe IGH and Rand have something. Maybe there's a connection there, and that's yeah. how we connect to Iron Fist. And obviously, it's how we connect Jessica and and Luke. And I think that's. I think we're starting to. I think we're starting to see their what they're building to in Defenders. Um, and, and you could be on the money with that. And yeah. are, is this an is this a pre existing
1: thing? This I'm not familiar with this IGH thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't. And, and the truck was just a truck in the comics. It wasn't.
2: Yeah. Um, that's that's. I mean, that if anything seems like it could just it, that was just an Easter egg. No, that yeah, they didn't I mean, have a plan for. But. but the
1: the you could be on the money. I I I think we're. I personally, my theory, we're headed for hand in defenders. It's going to be the hand like assaulting the Hell's Kitchen to clean it up. It's going to be like a thousand ninjas storming Hell's Kitchen. I really think that's what it's going to be. Because um, we're introducing Electra and in Daredevil Season 2. Yeah. Um, that that weird... I mean, Stick's going to be back at some point in Season 2. We know there's an ongoing thing there. That might just be kept to Daredevil, but I... He's talking about a war coming, and I'm like, yeah. okay, that might... Did but we, maybe that, um, those two are tied together. Maybe we're going to have superhand Ninjas on IG, whatever. Maybe. Did
0: we... Has there been any confirmation of where... Daredevil season two is coming. Is it before Defenders or after? Yes, it's before. It's shooting right it's now. Before,
1: really? Yeah, Luke Cage and Daredevil are both shooting. Wow, oh, wow, well. they're All both right. shooting. So, um, and then I, that's
0: kind of a bummer. I hear.
1: Well, think about it this way: it's Daredevil is the lead hero of this group, correct? I mean, he's, yeah. he's the flagship hero we had two iron man installments before avengers now that didn't work out great <laughs> the second time around but want my boy i think i think it's it's a thing i think it's smart because i think it reaffirms an audience why this became popular in the first place it reminds yeah. them like hey remember how awesome daredevil is before and we get into the big
2: it's know. it'll be i mean it'll be good to to maybe just as a refresher to to bring daredevil back in um and not only that, but to probably to also help further the meta story between the four uh, and yeah. bring in characters like Punisher and Electra.
1: Yeah, and, and that's one thing I want to mention too, and I I, think, I know we're running long, but I want to mention that this, the Defenders could be way bigger of a, of a roster than we had initially Imagine, anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're looking at, okay, so we've got our key four, all right. We ha- now have Patsy Walker or Trish Walker, who I... Doubt is going to be I don't getting in the health. But it could but, happen. I mean yeah. it's it's possible. They put the seeds there. It could happen. We've got the Punisher coming. I really hope he's on the team. I mean, I he's a monster, but I hope he's on the team. Um we've got Electra coming, who has done face and heel turns in the past. Um with Iron Fist, we've probably got Misty Knight and Colleen Wing coming, and they're badasses too. Like Misty Knight's kind of like a black exploitation awesome chick with like guns and she's She's super cool. and She don't take no smack. Exactly. No, that's, yeah. She's, that's just awesome. And then Colleen Wing is basically a the katana-wielding badass that doesn't speak. So, I mean, any of these, you know what I mean? Like, I think it could be a little bigger than we anticipated. I hope it's not too big. I hope I'd be cool with maybe adding Punisher and Electro to that mix and leaving it at that. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. I don't know. I'm just I, saying it could be way bigger than, we, than yeah. we expected. And
2: I I have, given how they've handled story-wise, I do have a lot of faith that they can pull off a good ensemble. Oh, thing, absolutely. Which... I think the only the only instance of a really solid ensemble superhero anything is Guardians. And that's a little different cuz it's kind of comedy. Um to see a, like one that's very drama focused I think would be would be would be great. I would love to see that. Yeah, me too. Um Yeah.
1: I'm I'm very excited. I'm having those same feelings that I had when we were building the Avengers, but in a different way. It's kind of cool. I've yeah. always liked the street-level guys, and it's neat to see them all start to get their their day in the sun, I guess. so. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Moon Knight next time. <laughs>
0: season two. Thank you. Season two, let's make Luke Cage and Iron Fist just Heroes for Hire. Heroes for Hire, and then have, well... Give me uh, a season of Moon Knight.
3: Yeah,
1: that's my thought is, okay, so we have four shows now, right? Oh, God, we're going so long. I don't care. <laughs> we have four shows now, all right? So you continue Daredevil as its own ongoing series. you got to keep the flagship show going. Yep. You have Heroes for Hire, which is Luke and Danny and Jessica. Maybe have the three of them all in, in one. I think you could yeah. do all three in one show. I'd be down with We've I think, told Jessica's yeah. core story. We will have told Luke's core story and really Danny's core story by the time it's done. Make them all part of a show. I mean, if you've got 13 episodes, you can keep keep every character balanced. Yeah. Giving, yeah. yeah. Um, then uh, add a Moon Knight show and give Punisher his own ongoing Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. and have the return of the kingpin be the focal point of defenders season two like absolutely i want yeah. to see those characters i said this since the second this thing was announced i want to see the raid the, i want to see the season finale of one episode of one season of the defenders be essentially the raid they start off on floor one and they have to get all the way to the top like a fucking video game and kingpin's sitting up there waiting for him with like nuke and like all these dudes so each one has to fight one of them and they have to make it up like they have it, like an hour's worth of episode to make it from bottom, for bottom four to the top oh god <laughs> god can you imagine the combinations of awesome that could happen on Ooh, the way up it'd
0: be pretty good oh iron
1: fist punching good. through walls like just just wrecking <laughs> walls uh oh, luke cage just throwing an elevator at somebody because why not <laughs> i mean it's awesome yeah.
0: Yeah. all right Feedback at dot That's where you can let us know what you think of the show The things that we talk about We're also at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter Search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook and Vine We're also on iTunes, Stitcher Radio and TuneIn Radio uh, com has all previous 155 plus bonus episodes With full show notes So you can skip over the spoiler, Terry And other things that you want to miss And uh, yeah, I don't know I think that's mostly it Uh, next week guess what guys what guys star wars
1: han solo didn't have sex with princess leia in the star wars
0: (laughs) yeah so uh we didn't get to in the heart of the sea this week as we wish uh hopefully we'll be able to cover it before we um before we make our top 10s of 2015 uh on, on the chance that it makes it in there but yeah, we're also coming close to the end of the fall movie draft as well, oh, where Willie is just handily kicking our asses. <laughs> I'm looking so. at the
2: scores here. It's like he's, oh, he finally dropped out of the 90s. Okay, how'd that Yeah, happen? just barely, I think, uh, I yeah. Is it Trumbo? I don't even know what that is.
0: Yeah, Trumbo, the Brian Cranston flick about Dalton Trumbo, who is a writer and something. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's yeah, it's got a 71, so that's the thing that's dragging him down. But anyway, more on all that later. Uh why? Go watch a movie.